for the last four years, you came to this podcast to get your needs met, to be fulfilled, to get a pro wrestling pop culture and that oh so naughty feeling tingled inside with a little bit of grass sprinkled on top. Now it's time for your hosts, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn. You are tuned in to the IndyCast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the 200th episode of the IndyCast. And if you're a new listener and you go, holy shit, how I'm like... 150 episodes behind. That's right. The half those are lost. Who knows where the fuck they are? We'll find them. We'll track them down someday. To, we'll do. Were, we'll, we'll make a big archive. They, but they were supposed to be going up on YouTube. But nevertheless, anyway. 200 episodes of the IndieCast. We do this thing for five years, and to catch everyone up. Yes, the the hosts of the show are supposed to be myself, Zach Romero, Chad Allen, hey, Luna Lynn, Shelley Allen. However, there is a fifth host. That if you put our powers combined, we call upon him like Captain Planet. <laughs> and he is, in fact, the cream in your coffee. Your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. The Jewish canon. The physical embodiment of charisma. The most entertaining man in professional wrestling. The Bernie Sanders that aged well of professional wrestling. <laughs> the best of the best. Mr. American Rana. Davey Wrestling. The 104-minute man. The main event. He's really good at Twitter. The king of taunts, the product. Nope, you got one more to add in. The Alec Baldwin of the IndyCast, oh, yeah. David <laughs> Star. David, welcome back. What's up, Slash? I, I believe I said, and I believe I said on. Do, 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 do you not do that anymore? Uh, only, well, that's, that's Luna's line, right. so if she's not on the show, we don't do yeah. If we yeah. do it, it becomes problematic. If she does it, it's cute. Right. So yeah, uh, uh, okay, sure. Yeah, no, we have, yeah, no, we we have no, we have no, uh, we have no estrogen on the show today. It's just, yeah, it's it's just the three it's of us. It's just right the fellas. Um, so. But so, real quick, with that amazing so, list of nicknames uh, for David Starr, um, I have to give props to David for defending us lowly ring announcers on Twitter right. um, because people. Every time David posts a video or a clip or something like that of an announcer at a show reading that prestigious list, there's always people commenting like, oh, they should have it memorized or something like that. And David very kindly says, hey, they got all this shit going on right. before the shows. Cut them some slack. It's an underrated part of the, of like the show. Uh, ring announcers often go un- unappreciated. Uh, they do a lot. They're the hosts of the whole show. And a good ring announcer, like, there are some times, like, where I'm in the back and I hear a dude who's doing really well, and then towards the end of the show, they'll do something, they will make, like, a slight mistake because they're just trying to be nice, and they're trying to, like, empathize with the crowd, but, like, as far as if it's a long show or if it's, like, a late night or something like that, and they'll be like, oh, we have one more match, just hang in there, four more, you know, you guys ready? Like, you know what I mean? They say right. the thing, like, as if, like, yeah, we know you're tired, instead of just being like, go, let's go! So, uh, I, I, we're going to some of the nicest people, they understand what's going on, like, they have a cool in-between thing where they're part of the show and also are, like, fans that get to watch the whole thing, so they have a unique perspective as well, and they, so no, they don't have to memorize my stupid 
list of nicknames. Like, me? it took me a while to do it. I don't expect someone to get it on one shot while they're also announcing the whole show. And then on top of that, they also have to be good hosts for all these people. So they're constantly working the whole night they're on. I couldn't imagine just being on a whole night, like in front of a crowd for that. It's unbelievable. So yeah, ring announcers, like, yeah. No one gives a flack for not memorizing my, my list. Well, and I would like to say two things, David. First off, you, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see any of the Punk Pro uh, wrestling stuff that's been going on down here in Florida, uh, which one Mr. Uh, Zach Romero is the uh, ring announcer and host for. Uh, and uh, I do believe, and I might be biased on this one, but I do even have one Mr. Bob Evans, who I believe agreed with it, that one Mr. Sacramento might be the best ring announcer in uh, the entirety of the South, and I will stand by that against I, anybody. I appreciate both of you. I don't... Is this like a make a wish thing? Are you yes, both here just to know. make me feel good? Send me I'm, your stuff. I'm send, send me your stuff. I, we will. I, I will. I'm then, feeling very warm and fuzzy inside. And then Thank number two, when it comes to announcers, not only do I feel bad sometimes that they, they get crap for not memorizing your stuff, but lately now there's been quite the litany of people that have taken to kind of do a, a you know a riff off of your big intro with their own big intros. Uh, like fucking uh, white mics might be my favorite one. That's though, true. Uh, that was com- very competitive. Yeah, that was great. That uh, was though, who? Someone else did a really good one that I remember as well that I thought was really good. That was um, yeah, it was indeed Matt Riddle. Thank you. Yeah, because in the beginning, in the good old days, it was Chip Day and David Starr. Those were right. like the four, the Godfathers of that. And now that's become a thing. Like, oh, well, that's popular, so I'm going to do it too. Right. So us poor bastards have like, oh, how many things? Great. But I don't think. I don't think. I haven't seen a lot of people come up with, like, a ton of nicknames. Uh, it's always pretty unique. Like, I mean, Carino did it, obviously. Right. And, uh, yeah, Chip, Chip was doing it for a while. I did it based on Apollo Creed. Because um, in Rocky IV, when he has the list of nicknames, that's true. Thing ever. That's literally why I, why I just started making a bunch of nicknames. Uh, and the one that I kind of just kept a couple that I liked and they stuck and then these kind of the name lists just sort of kept building I haven't heard a lot of people doing it it's usually it's pretty rare except for like when I wrestle somebody or I tag with somebody a lot of times they'll come up with their own little list as well I should also that's, that's fine but that's like a par- that's like parody right. true that's true cool. I should also say that I did kind of shoehorn a variation of it onto uh a guy that I've worked with, a wrestler down here named Danny Vincent, I sort of shoehorned the uh, same sort of spirit because right. he does a uh, a gimmick where he's like a host of his own show. So every show I just add more behind-the-scenes job listings to like the IMDB page that I'm reading as he comes out. So I think... I think the last show he was head of catering. Yes. And the one before that he was green screen technician. Yes. So And I believe I believe we got into a big conversation cool. on commentary that's, about his, that's cool. his, his, his So what I'm saying like that's different. That's not like that's not even like nicknames. That's doing something that's sim- similar but different in your own its own unique way, you know? Well and then the, the, the game becomes can I make Danny Vincent laugh with the absurd shit that I'm saying about right. him as he comes out of the ring. That's sure. that becomes the game. Yeah, the break character game is always a favorite of mine. Now, it's my theater. Now, with, before we leave nicknames for good, uh, one of the nicknames that I, I was able to say there was really good at Twitter, <laughs> which has become an interesting nickname now because David Starr, I would say, and this is just my opinion, is one of the foremost vocal and opinionated wrestlers on social media. Definitely. But the Twisterino is... 
he is opinionated and stands by it. And I want to know, David, what has been the biggest fallout from that? Because you've gotten into arguments with people on Twitter, you've been um, opinionated on political stuff on Twitter, and there has been backlash because of that. And I'm curious, you know, A, is the juice worth the squeeze? And B, just what has been the biggest backlash that you've experienced or the biggest fallout from being opinionated and standing by that on social media? Um, as far as the juice worth the squeeze, I mean, I'm just, I'm a regular person who's a part of the discourse, right? Like, we're supposed to be having these discussions anyway, and I'm part of the population that is affected by these issues, so that's all it is. It doesn't make a difference, like, if I'm a wrestler or not. Like, I'm just thinking about myself as a member of society, and, like, I, you know, you're being, we're all being affected by these issues, so we have a right to comment on them. Uh, it has nothing to do with anything other than, like, platform or anything like that. It's just the fact that I'm somebody who is affected. Yeah, like I just said a million times. So, um, I don't know about that. If there's, like, I'm not, like, risk-rewarding it. I'm really just doing what I think is part of our civic duty. Um, being an informed voter, uh, and being somebody who has opinions on things based on research and knowledge, not just randomness that I just heard about. Uh, I, I, it is what it is, man. Like, uh, I just, I just feel like it's, it's something I feel strongly about. So I want to talk, I want to talk about certain things. Like I am politically vocal with like Medicare for all and drug legalization and no death penalty and money out of politics. Like, and I don't think those should be issues that are, red or blue or left or right those are kind of what you're wrong <laughs> uh, so it seems um, so it, everybody's going to have a reaction one way or the other some of the most popular people on the planet are uh, loved or hated or some mixture of both and people are going to have an opinion on me that's pretty much how it's always been my entire life so I'd rather the opposite of love and not hate is indifference. And there are not many people that get indifferent to things I say or things that I do. So that's just... <laughs> that's an excellent way to sum up uh, your social media presence. Is very few people are ever indifferent about what you're doing. So, interestingly enough, you know what I, I think might have gotten the biggest reaction I have seen on, on David's Twitter um, was actually not a political piece. Yeah, it was, I know exactly the Thing, the t-shirt thing. It was indeed. Oh, that's right. It was indeed. And, and, and Zach and I, I think we talked about this. I don't know. I think we talked about it off air at one point. But I think we were actually fully in agreement with David. That it's like, if you're coming up to a merch stand and you're not planning on buying something, sure, come up and say hi. Shake a hand. Thank them for the match. I think that's always appreciated. But then if you've got somebody with cash out behind you, get the fuck out of the way. That still wasn't my approach. That wasn't my thought process. It wasn't about like, oh, you're stopping somebody else from buying. It's stopping somebody else from that same opportunity. Because let's say I have an entire line, like just line down the block, right? And not a single person wants to buy something. All they want to do is come up, say hello, say they enjoyed my match or that they liked my work or they or if they want to tell me like hey I'm not really a fan I'm like okay cool thanks man I appreciate you coming up thanks for coming out and helping pay the bills like <laughs> um it, it's it, it's it is what it is but don't when I the line that got kind of crazy like big 
everyone talks about the fold in the t-shirt thing, but that, that wasn't what everyone really talked about. They were talking about the lingering thing. Like, don't don't monopolize my time at my, at my table because there are other people that want to do that too. And we have a very limited time at intermission. So like, if I don't have a long line, come on, man, talk to me. Let's have a whole conversation. I'll probably continue to keep the conversation going if it seems like there's a good end flow to it. Um, don't, don't like, deprive other people who are waiting in line for the same opportunity that might come up and say hi right. to anybody. Um, it's not about like, oh yeah, there might be someone buying something behind you because cool, like uh, at, if it's just intermission, someone's going to come up and buy, if they really want to buy something, they'll buy something at some point. Like they'll, we'll make it happen. Uh, but yeah, so um, it, it, it was really just about that. But yeah, that blew up. Everyone went nuts about that. <laughs> Everyone went nuts about that one. That was crazy. I still get people will come up to me and they'll be like, I won't touch your stuff. And I'm like, Ugh, just don't unfold. There's no need to unfold the display shirt. It doesn't right. make sense. Well, it's like, would you go to a store and be like, yeah, I'm just going to take this stuff off the shelf, just kind of leave it on the fucking floor. And Aha, uh-huh. but you apparently have never worked uh, clothing retail. Have you? <laughs> well, that's true. Because, yes, they fucking will. That's the problem on that instance that's there. True. So, that's true. And, and like, the, the thing is, the funny part is, it's like, we've obviously dealt with David not only on the show here, but obviously outside of here as well. He's been, to, you know, been down here in Florida. We've uh, just this past, uh, well, a couple of years ago for WrestleMania, he was down here wrestling with, for combat zone right. and best of the best tournament yeah. and I uh, we had made uh, his IndyCast shirt we That's finally right. got his IndyCast shirt and I got the chance to bring it up to him had a nice conversation with David had a nice conversation with uh, his friend who was also on the show who had no recollection of ever being on our podcast before excellent which I think seal of, that's a seal of right, approval exactly um but we had, we had a great conversation, and then when somebody else came up behind me that I could tell wanted to come up and at least say hi or whatever, I got the fuck out of Dodge. That's okay. Right. We got we got the time in. You we, had we your moment. Have and we're good. So, right. Um, <laughs> it, it, it just kind of, everyone went nuts about that. And then I was, it was, it just seemed like, it just seems like sometimes wrestling Twitter wants to get mad about something. So they just all get mad about it. And right. They just want to have some kind of big conversation, and they just pick something, and it just blows up way more than it should. Um, yeah, I, you know, I didn't think of that big of a deal, man. Like, please don't. Uh, oh, you know, um, there was somebody that said uh, this one. This one dude said, like, oh, how about this? Uh, don't be dicks to the customers. They you need or like or they said, how about they can do what what they want or whatever. Danny, you need their money. They don't need to give theirs to you. Um, so I responded in kind by saying, oh, like oh, okay, cool. How about just because you're gonna you might be a paying customer doesn't give you the right to do whatever you want to do. Right. I can't walk into fucking American Eagle clothing store and just throw stuff off from the shelves. Just be like, yeah, well, guess what? You need my money. Like that's true. So I can do whatever I want. No, you can't. Get out. Like, um, and I'm calling the police. Like, there's no <laughs> And also, I'm calling the police. <laughs> Get out and wait there. The police are on the way. Um, now, but, now, my question is, with social media, like you said, there has been wrestling Twitter has gotten mad at you before. Has there ever been, like, a promotion or something like that that's been like, uh, yeah, David, if you wouldn't mind hyping our show, but... Um, if people get mad about it, please take it down. Like, has that ever come into conversation <laughs> never, at all? Or? It, never, cause it, never, it never comes to promoting a show that I'm on. Uh, I, I constantly, 
every month I put up like my monthly schedule. Like mm-hmm. so everyone sees what shows I'm on in the whole month. So right then and there, if you go to my Twitter, you'll see where I'm wrestling. Like so I make sure that I promote every show that I'm on in that regard at the at minimum. Um but I don't it the controversy never comes from booking on a show. It never comes from actual wrestling. I feel like I, and it's just a feeling that I have. And actually, my girlfriend uh, just asked me about this the other day because she noticed it. Is that I feel like my my like personal life or me in general, like things that aren't about wrestling, gets like reported on or talked about amongst wrestling Twitter more than any other wrestler. And that's obviously like on a small scale, like on an independent level, because there's, I'm sure there's probably other shit going on that I don't see, like in little wrestling bubbles that I'm not a part of on Twitter like you know, people the rest of them are actually big deals uh, so like uh, but it just feels like that I feel like I feel like I get I feel like I have like little paparazzi things happening uh, sometimes uh, and it, it gets kind of annoying um, <laughs> but again like it is what it is it's, it's we're all public figures and we know the we know what we're getting ourselves into I guess so yeah was it wrong in thinking that no. Am I wrong at thinking that? No. It was, it was actually very interesting because I had just, I had noticed, I think it was a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, um, this one thread that was going on where there was five or six Twitter feeds, I think mostly women, not to like make this thing, but who were definitely like sniping at you without actually using your name, but yeah, was, sure. was like sneaking in every like variant of your nicknames that they could to like... Hint that like, hey, we're bad mouthing David Starr, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. What the fuck did he even? Do? You know, it's like, what? Why is this such a thing? What did he do to you? And I'm like, and I'm sure if I had come in with that, they would have sadly probably told me some story. But it was like, it's just uh, so. You know, like again, it is what it is. Some people, some people like to like to just form opinions, uh, right? Based on whatever context they want to provide, you know. Uh, so that's kind of that it is it is what it is like there's gonna be like there's gonna be people that are gonna like you there's gonna be people that are gonna dislike you it's gonna happen um but for some reason people want to they want to talk it's interesting when you want to talk about somebody but you don't actually like name them that's always interesting uh you know so it's what it is everyone has their opinion you know (laughs) Nothing you can do, but I just go out there and I try and be the best professional wrestler I possibly can be, and I try to be the best person I possibly can be. I guess that's the best thing I can do, and just trying to get better every every day and make up for whatever mistakes I've ever made before. So, and let, let's talk about you being the the best wrestler you can be. I think a lot of stuff since the last time we talked to you has gone on. Uh, a lot more titles over in uh, uh, overseas. Uh, I do. Yeah. Be- I do believe I saw a, a cruiserweight belt there fairly recently uh, on your on your uh, on your mantle, as it were, your virtual mantle on Twitter, as it were. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, British cruiserweight championship, Ed Pro's cruiserweight title. Yeah. Uh, and then um, multiple appearances now with Combat Zone, which I know, or not Combat Zone. God bless America with uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. There you go with PWG Combat Zone. You work with too, but that's. Uh, um, but um, a multiple appearances with PWG, which I know in previous conversations has always been kind of one of those, like you know, kind of bucket list type of scenarios for you. So, um, so tell tell us a little bit about uh, how all that's going. Uh, well, 
You got a party going on back there, David. Right, literally the roster of PWG walking in right now. <laughs> no, okay, so I just, uh, so my girlfriend's here from overseas. She's never had Rita's Water Race before. Amazing. It's, it, closes at 10, it closes at 10 o'clock, and it's 9.30 now. So I'm, I'm making sure that she she can go get her Rita's right now, so she can have the first time, her and my brother. She, so I'm going to give a drive in the middle of answering this question. She so has to uh, spell my cover. Make sure she gets the ice with the custard inside it. You got to get it with the custard inside it. That's you know. That's the only way to do Rita's. It's with the vanilla, the vanilla custard with with the cherry. So yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting. Vanilla cherry. Yeah, that's the way to go. So. overseas and and I consider David Starr to be the official the official uh, American ambassador for British wrestling now um, and through the history of our show through the many appearances David's had we have hit some monumental food discussions I mean uh-huh. Rita's ice we just talked about now we've talked about Wawa sheets mustard is the devil right. we have talked about unbelievable like <laughs> like a food pyramid of discussion here. So I have to ask, as an ignorant American, David, what the fuck is going on with the beans on toast? Because holy shit, Dude, toast is the <laughs> I have it's seen so I have seen photos of children holding puppies with less happy looks on their faces than David Starr with an armful <laughs> of fucking canned beans. Dude, I, I didn't know. Anything I didn't know that Wegmans or any store in America carried uh, the Heinz beans. I didn't know that, and someone uh, tweeted it at me, and I was just so happy because I fell in love with bean with English beans or Heinz beans. Like, and and I bought ten cans, and I've eaten a, a whole can every day since. <laughs> Just so good. Walk me through that, by the way, that moment where you're at the checkout counter and they're ringing up 10 cans of Heinz beans. Do you make eye contact? Do you look at them and go, I'm not a crazy person, by the way? No, I just literally, I, I, I think I just uh, reaffirmed her thought that I was a crazy person. I said, <laughs> I love beans. I love yeah. beans. <laughs> I was David, so excited. David just but told him if they had... If they had a problem, they could just take a step back and look at it. Right, yeah. Yeah, right. I would walk down with those beans before I He was going to buy them. He was going to steal them. How is there not... David, 
this is a freebie. How do you not have a David Starr Heinz Bean Can Label T-shirt? Okay, let me like, st- let me stop you right there. How is fully gimmicked? I was say we'll design one. Yeah, we'll, design one and put it up on. That could be the fully gimmick special shirt we've been trying to. That's true. Get together we'll do, we'll design that for you, David. Um, what other than fucking hobo food of beans on toast? <laughs> hobo food. Um, no, yeah, it's a real meal, and sometimes you can make chili in a fucking coffee maker. Yeah, whatever. We all live, you know, live however you got to live, David. But uh, what other horrifying nightmares do you put in your body in England and overseas? Like, what's the other food stuffs to go with? Because it's always like, oh, fish and chips, spotted dick, tuna pasta, tuna pasta, so good, tuna pasta, and it's from Tesco. Like, amazing, dude. Like, we don't use tuna well enough. In, in America. So, um, so what's the difference between pies, tuna pasta and like... Pies? Pie. Meat pies. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. So. yeah, savory pies. The best. But tuna pasta, like we don't have it here. In America, we don't have tuna pasta. Well, like, describe... Because I'm picturing like tuna helper right now. Yeah, or like tuna I'm casserole. Sure. Like. Right. No, it's like tuna with like, like macaroni salad. You know? Okay. You would get... But with tuna in it, too. It's so is, is it served cold or is it served hot? Cold. Cold, okay. Mmm. Gross. <laughs> it's like... Germany with, tuna, Germany with tuna fish pizza? So amazing. Tuna fish pizza. There, you, the, you, can get jacket, you can get jacket potato with tuna fish on it? Amazing. Those all sound like things... like. <laughs> those those thing those sound like things like if you were on an episode of Chopped and some and Alton Brown was pointing a gun at you like that's what <laughs> you would make like I made a pizza and I put some tuna sushi on it please don't hurt me like that's no it's so good but is it I don't I'm not picturing sashimi the, 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 the I'm picturing no I'm like, picturing I'm with, picturing like with, canned tuna I think with, it's yeah like with, canned. with tuna yeah. with tuna yeah. pasta I just I just picture tuna casserole that's just cold but the pizza and your mother's just giving you a dirty look while you eat it that's what I'm the picturing. pizza's totally canned pe- canned tuna too all right, all right so yeah. there is no god what are you trying to tell me here. <laughs> I kind of want to try the tuna pizza now. I mean, if, well, David, send the recipe to Chad. Yeah, He's going to try it out. I will. We will make. We will do a goddamn taste indie, test. A test a taste test on IndieCast uh, YouTube page. Goddamn it, we'll make that a thing. So, <laughs> I'm looking up tuna pizza recipes. Okay. Well, the point is, so, and what you get in the savory? I mean, savory pie is the big one. Yeah, savory okay. Savory pie is the real big one. Mm, true like, facts. Yeah, I don't know how savory pies aren't a thing up here. Like, that they're so good. And, and whether they were like the Australian style where you kind of eat them individually like right then and there like a little pie thing or if you get like an actual like dinner I don't know why we don't have them there's not things here. I know I don't think well, you've ever seen pot pies like, like yeah I was gonna say but that's about your only dinner pot pie, but they have everything else they have all the right. other meat a steak and chicken <coughs> pie oh god so good you've seen You've seen Sweeney Todd. You know how Yeah, yeah I'm aware. We're failing our country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really pick up this pie production, We're, America. Pie, America. <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of, uh, of, meat pies? of meat pies, yeah, perfect segue. Uh, it's just been announced that Adam Cole, Bebe. Meat Pie Bebe, is going to be fighting uh, a big old brick of meat named Walter. <laughs> yeah. That David um, may or may not have fought both of these guys at one point yes. or another. So uh, I would love your insight 
and under the context of the story, that these men are fighting for an NXT title, but also really fighting for David Starr's love. <laughs> That's right. question one I, I'm trying not I'm super trying not to have this episode be like this weird American zealot thing of like oh every other country's wrong but David I actually genuinely want to know what is the what is the major differences without getting too stereotypical between American wrestling fans and British wrestling fans in person because social media is bullshit it doesn't you know people will act a certain way on there and different in person in person meet and greets the whole nine yards Really, what's the difference? Be- are there any major differences between American audiences and, and European audiences? British fans have much better chance. Well, that's true. They do. They do. They do. Um, English fans and European fans in general are much more musical. Uh, they're much more musical. Like they, they come up with really creative chants and like song chants. And they adapt songs. It's crazy. They're, uh, they're, those are really fun. I feel like uh, it's a different social environment when you go to an English show than it is when you go to an American <laughs> show. Uh, I, English people, can, I think it's much easier for a non-wrestling fan to get into pro wrestling in the UK than it is for a non-wrestling fan to get into pro wrestling in America. So, um, because I think you can you can go to a wrestling show and just like drink and have a good time and have like, a big social gathering in the UK, but you can't. Uh, it's not. It's really much more, much harder to do that in America. This sort of thing. Okay. Uh, it's much harder to do that in America because a lot of times it's like a real serious, it's a real serious venue. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not not really serving. And not a lot of places serve alcohol in America either. So, um, it's just it's just a little different. I think wrestling fans, you like, kind of have to be a wrestling fan to really enjoy like a a typical indie in America. As opposed to in England, I think it's much easier for someone who's not really a wrestling fan to just go to a show and try it out. I'll actually be interested in this because obviously David, as we've talked about, is wrestling both sides of the both sides of the pond, as it were. Here, mm-hmm. who is one person in Europe and England that that we should know more about um, that maybe isn't getting the the credit they deserve, and who's one person here in the U.S. right now in the indie scene that we should know more about that isn't getting the credit they deserve. Um, you know, it's so hard to say that about over there because every single person seems like they're getting recognized uh, by WWE or some big company <laughs> right now in Europe. Yeah, so it's, it's, hard, it's hard to say who's not getting recognized. Um, someone who's up and coming, like, I mean, Damian Dunn, our chief deputy Dunn, is awesome. Uh, Kip Sabian's really good. Uh, Chuck Mambo is an up and comer out there. Like, there are people that like, keep your eye on that they're like, really going to burst out probably in the next couple years. Uh, or even sooner. Um, yeah, and there's so and there's so many more guys that I'm forgetting that I really wish I wasn't. Uh, but um, in America, guys, 
I mean, it's so funny because all the shows, like when I'm on shows here, it's not really. I mean, Wheeler's Utah is awesome. Uh, he's got some great stuff. Uh, MJF is really talented, even though he's a huge douchebag. Um, yeah, there's, and, they're, and they're getting their due. They're getting their just due. There's there's a lot of guys, the cream always rises to the heads. I like Sage Phillips a lot. Um, Alexander James doesn't get enough credit in America as for his talent. Um, Jackson Stone, another guy that's really good in America that should be getting checked out. He's way better than the shows he's been he's been booked on in the States. Uh, he's really young in his career, too. Um, yeah. I mean, and there's, other, and there's other guys, too, that I can't think of right now, but there's a lot of good talent in wrestling right now. It's, a good, it's looking good moving forward. Yeah, I love um, MJ at Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I, I've become uh, quite the quite the fan of um, it, because he is a douche. Uh, you, he, you, there's no there's no way you cannot hate that man when you see him come on on yeah. the screen. He because, stayed he stayed at my girlfriend's flat with me this, for a whole week, and we fed him, we took care of him, we showed him English stuff, did all that. At the when he left. The, he had to go catch a train to go to his show. When he left, he did. Yeah, he was so late. He didn't want to do the train. He got. He's got an Uber the whole time. He spent like a lot of money on an Uber instead of taking the train and learning his way. He didn't even make the bed when he left. He left the bed unmade as he left. But we took care of him all the time. What a douche! <laughs> And he was probably wearing that stupid scarf the entire time. Um, he wore the scarf the whole time. Yeah. He refused to take it off. But if, um, for those of you who have not gotten to, to see MJF, especially on uh, and one Mr. Zachary, you'll need to find the uh, Major League Wrestling show that's on mm-hmm. nowadays because it's you can find it cross country. He's becoming a big part of that, and he's been oh, he's just such a dick though. Uh, <laughs> It's a wonderful dick. Like you're like. It's a wonderful dick. What, uh, that that I think just. What a Christmas special. Um, <laughs> I think, shit, I think I just had something to do. Yeah, you definitely did. Uh, now, David. Now you've had. Now, if we flashback to Dash. the very first time David was around, what's the spot? He, he don't. That was the second time. <laughs> oh, that's right. And that was the worst day of my life. Um, that's no, not the, true either. The, we can the, talk about that on the, the shoot episode. The one. first episode he was actually on. He had a um, manifesto about part-time wrestlers. That became one of our favorite questions. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Which, by the way, greatest question because every single person we ask it to always answered the same way, <laughs> which was, hey, man, we all got to make a living, no problem. And then you gave them 30 more seconds, and they would be like, <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Fuck you if you're not committing. Like, it always ended that way. That's like, right. it would always be, hey, you know what? We all start out, and then it always ends with like, but for real, though, if you're not... Com- fuck you! Like, it would always end with Didn't an angry soapbox. The, the thing is, the, thing, the, only prob- the only problem is if you're a part-time wrestler and you are bringing other wrestlers' prices down. That's right. That's the problem. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's real. That's really the thing. It's not It's not so much about if you don't commit yourself to the sport. I mean, as long as you're safe and as long as you're okay with... Uh, as long as you're easy to work with, you're not a dick. You don't pol- you don't like politic people out of spots and politic money away from people, really. And as long as you're not, you know, causing 
this bidding to go down, you know, as long as you're not really bringing down the the amount of money that we can make collectively, because we have to think about ourselves together. Like we we really have to think about for the workers. We can't. We have like for everybody. We're all in it together. Like, um, and that's what it's got to be. So, um, as long as you're not actively working to lessen people's prices and stuff, um, and as long as you are safe and you respect that aspect of it at the very least and don't lie about yourself or try and make yourself a bigger deal or act like this grizzled vet when you've wrestled 10 matches every year um then I think it's okay well, speaking of that, that actually brought up uh, something interesting that was on social media. There was a bit of a kerfuffle a month ago kerfuffle. about choosing to fly yourself out to a gig. Like, not having the promotion pay for your flight, and you flying yourself out for a spot, basically. And there was a big sort of back and forth. There was sort of a team that was of the stance of, like, well, no, because you're basically, you know bringing down your price and worth just to, you're, you know, basically you're saying it's okay to pay me less to come do work for you. And then there was another side that said, well, if you're young and starting out, you need to take every opportunity you get and right. not look a gift horse in the mouth, basically. So, David, where do you fall on this debate? I, I was trained to never fly yourself somewhere. I was trained that way. Uh, and by Masada. Masada, and if Masada ever found out that I flew myself somewhere, he would probably personally come to my doorstep and murder me. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, but I see it's so funny because I can I see both sides of the issue. I don't think that if you're, I think that if you're a talent and you're being, I, I don't think you should have to pay your own trans. You know, like, I, I don't, I, I don't, I think that's something that should be, like, just minimal guaranteed in this job, and, like, whatever, I, uh, yeah, I'm not into it, um, but I understand if you're going for, like, training and experience, you know what I mean, like, I think, uh, there are guys who, who pay to go to the WXW school, which is, like, a great school to go to, and you can learn that you're, and you have a good experience, international experience, and you're in a ring seven days a week you have a 24-hour access to the ring and to a gym and walking around you're going uh, um and if you you pay your way to get there to train like that and then they like what happened there's a guy uh it happened with jackson stone he was going there to train they saw him in a, in a training match and they liked him um and then they booked him on the academy show and they did his academy show he had a good match and they put him then they decided to put him on a couple of the other regular shows like six and eight minute matches and then he ended up getting um, and then he ended up getting brought back because they, and they paid for him to come back for a couple months like um, so that works out I think if you're paying your way to train cool uh, if you're paying your way to get a spot on a show I don't I guess it really it has to be it's a case by case thing the context would matter I, I don't uh, generally agree with that but I'm sure there's you know extended circumstances or whatever but I, if it's just for experience you know then I guess it may, you can justify it in some way I was personally trained to never pay my way if I'm going to be a talent on a show like and I, I haven't I've never paid for my own my own flight so 
Keep that up. Keep right. up the <laughs> well, let me ask you this, because David... Well, I, I, I've, been, I've, been for, I've been very fortunate for pro wrestling to be really nice to me. So that's that thing. Like, not a lot of people get that same, their same opportunity, so I do understand that as well. Now, let me ask you this. So, David, you've wrestled for all kinds of different companies, literally all over the world. Um, I'm curious, and I'm not looking to burn you bridges by any means, but, like, Uh-oh. is there anything that you haven't seen done on a show yet that you're like, God, I wish there was a wrestling company that would do blank? I really just want to uh, see someone do a double shooting star press already. <laughs> Let's all quit fucking around and just get on with that. Somebody uh, can do it. You know what I mean? There's somebody out there that could do it, and I want to see it. Uh, I, like, that's it. I, I think he's... Because, no, like, nobody does the double boon song anymore. I know it's super, it's super rare anyway, but, like, there are people out there that could do it. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, he's fighting Velveteen Dream on Sunday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's dangerous, and obviously, I, I obviously need respect here. So there is a little bit of a joke involved with that. But like, no, I it would be sick if someone could hit a double shooting star. Like, how nasty would that be? That would yeah, be it, it. Would be called the straight nasty shooting star press. Right. That's how. That's literally the only yeah, name for it. And, but but I legitimately think Ricochet has to do it first, and then people would copy him. Or or no, uh, no, no, he would never do that. He won't. He would never do that. He probably could, but I don't think he will. He would. There's no need for him to do that. Oh well, I'm saying, but back back in the day, he, he, he easily. He's the first one to do double, right? As far as I know, yeah, he's always the first person I saw do it. So, but yeah, usually that's, that gif of him landing on his feet with the flip out of the ring is the coolest thing he's ever done in his entire life. Well, and that's what's so funny is like if you <laughs> if you really study it, you can see like go back and watch any of his PWG stuff. He was doing it already because you know. Oh, by the way, if I can get on a soapbox for a second, that is my number one pet peeve in professional wrestling. Now, obviously, A, what the fuck do I know about professional wrestling? Goddamn nothing. I've never trained. I could maybe do, like, five push-ups without crying. Like, I have no fucking place talking about how to do professional wrestling. But here comes That the being said, <laughs> guess what? If you're doing outside-of-the-ring shit, it's a trust-fall exercise. Fucking catch people. Yeah, that drives me up a fucking wall. But if you would watch some of Ricochet's stuff, he was basically sticking the landing sometimes anyway. He right. would do some holy shit flip and be like, they're probably not going to catch me. And he would land on his feet and be like, well, you know, and then they still well, land and it's great. I've heard that from two different flyers who say stuff like that because they don't trust people to catch them. So they right. do most of their dives to their feet. You stick the landing, exactly. And it's like, yeah, I don't blame them. How many times do we see people like, oh my god, there's five dudes waiting outside the ring to catch this guy. Oh, none of them did it, and he ate shit on the floor. Right. Like, I don't blame them. Yeah. But, but speaking... But that's a thing, that's definitely a thing they talk about, definitely a thing that happens, yeah. But it's amazing, by the you way... Have least make, you have to very least make an effort, at the very least, you have to make an effort and put your body there. Right. You know, like... You can't, you can't, you have to, you have to catch people. Man. Right. Unless it's that old Samoa Joe gimmick from TNA. For a while. <laughs> just step away, that's true. I always thought that was one of the funniest things ever. That's but, true. But by the way, I do love the fact that, that that front flip out of the ring, sticking the landing and walking up, probably did more to sell that match for people than any other thing they've that's done true. for the entirety of that. that and the feud's been ever. great, it but it's... the coolest thing ever. Right. <laughs> no, that's the kind of shit that you would have, like, drawn on the front of a notebook when you were like in middle school right. like that's how fu- that was some fucking awesome Batman shit 
<laughs> so, uh, last thing real quickly here on, on my end of things. I Obviously, you're traveling all across the country, uh, all across the world, titles all over the place. Um, the uh, gentlemen from OVE are making a big deal in TNA. Shane Strickland is currently the champion in Major League Wrestling. Um, Masada's just a legend to begin with. Uh, is is JML quietly taking over the world and nobody's <laughs> noticing it? Uh, well, I think a lot of the people that uh, you mentioned, everybody like that, who's a part of this, who's a part of like a, that kind of group at one point, uh, they, everyone's really, they're, they're good at what they do. Uh, they're, they're just good at what they do and they, they, get seen by the right people and, people and they stick up for each other and they talk they talk to other people and try and push them to do as uh, as well as they can I'm not uh, I'm not like a part of that crew anymore um, I'm sorry. but like that's oh, cool man no <coughs> but it's uh, but everybody that's there it's still this talent still shows still shows obviously you can see them all on TV uh, and you can see them on every big show. So there's a reason why they get there. It's because they're super good. Well, then, so then I then I don't feel as bad about asking this question, even though I think I still know what the answer will be. Even though you are not officially part of their crew anymore, what the hell does JML stand for? Oh, yeah, if you don't know, you don't yeah, know. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I figured where I'd go with that one. So, well, let me ask this. With, give it a gamble. Let me do this as, as sort of a cliffhanger, or we're really burning bridges, or someone's going to ask us to take this episode down. Um, so, David, <laughs> you've really made a name for yourself. You know, I think you are the ultimate success story in terms of being a singles competitor. And obviously, we talked about you've tagged, you know, uh, intermittently, you know, in the last few years. They even, by the way, that's something we should briefly mention. Juicy Product did have one match not that long ago. They did have the rematch or the uh, the the rekindling, the regrouping, the farewell tour. Um, Yeah, we had the one in XWA randomly unannounced. (laughs) That's how good promotion works. Anyway, um, is there a chance? Are you ever interested at all in doing a huge run as a tag team again? doesn't matter who with. It could be with anybody. It could be the ghost of Andre the Giant for all I give a shit. Um, but any interest at all in doing like a really good tag team run again? Or are you just content with being singles and you'll just do single until, you, um, until you're over? I, I, think, I think the thing, like if I was going to do tag stuff, I'd want to do it the same way like, like Riddle and Cobb do it. Or like... Or like Thatcher and Walter do it, like how it's kind of like they each have their own singles thing with that they get booked on, and then sometimes they tag, or sometimes they tag very like consecutively a bunch, and sometimes they take some time. It's more single, you know, like where you can have a cool tag team that can have cool tag matches, and that you can be booked consistently as a tag team wrestler, or you can have, you have the option to be. Single. That's kind of what I would want to do, and I think. Um, I mean, I, I like my tag with uh, with Jack Smith in progress. I think that's really fun. Uh, I loved tagging with Jordan Devlin in uh, in OCD. Jordan is the man. He's my like he's 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 great. What what a what a babe, Jordan Be- Devlin. Um, so yeah, uh, if I was going to do another tag team run, like a big one, it would probably be with someone like that. Uh, I always like tagging with. Uh, Jeff Cobb or Eddie Kingston or Trevor Lee in AAW as well as wrestling. Um, those are so yeah. No, those those are always those are always fun things to do. So basically, uh, to put, I'm pretty, I'm pretty content being a singles guy for the most part. 
I was just going to say, so you're open to doing a, another big, ridiculous tag team run, but you would never want to be defined as just a tag team guy again. That's fair, and I appreciate you being so honest about that. You know, that you could have been... Well, you could have been very political and be like, well, we'll see what happens, but like, you know, that yeah, David, I... David's never exactly been the political type on our show, thankfully, so that's... I appreciate that. <laughs> well, he is the Bernie Sanders of professional well, wrestling. I don't know if you know that or not. I think I heard it in the intro. Right. <laughs> so, so, well... Which, by the way, does that get, like... Not, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to pee on anyone's parade. Does that still get a reaction out of crowds? When the Bernie Sanders... Pretty much everywhere I go. Yeah. yeah. Everyone goes, oh shit, yeah, bringing it back? Like what? Most of the time they get, most of the time they cheer it. Yeah. So, and, yeah, and there's, there's a chance he might run again. That's true. Yeah, there's no saying that's so, not, yeah. So, hold yeah, on. He should, he should, he should run again. And if he does mm-hmm. run again, he, I think he will win. That's also though, I'm hearing they're... Already, the Democratic Party's already putting up blockades on stuff like that. Uh, of course like. they are. They don't want him to, but they're but they're gonna. It doesn't make a difference. He's the most popular. Like last time, Hillary Hillary basically rigged the primary um, to every extent, other than literally changing votes. She owned the DNC. The DNC doesn't like when Bernie stuff because it interrupts their establishment. It interrupts. Uh, it threatens. A lot of people making a lot of money, um, or it changes things that people are making money from. Uh, so they don't like that. So yeah, they're going to fight him. But if he's just the most popular politician, like he is in reality, then he would get the most votes. They're going to try everything to curb that. And I mean, mainstream media is going to be against him. Uh, and I do think that it, it's not a guarantee. Because uh, I think that people like Kamala Harris, I think, would will have a Good run. Um, if Joe Biden goes again, he'd have he'd have probably the front the front runner because of name recognition. Uh, same way how Hillary had the front runner to begin with because of her name recognition. I mean, Bernie had been trailed her by like sixty points when they first started, um, which is unbelievable. If he even made up the ground that he did. So, no, I think Bernie should run again, and I think he would. I think he would win the nomination overall. They did just say, uh, Alec Baldwin did just say in an interview that if he ran for president, he would win. Your thoughts on that, David? Alec Baldwin said that if he ran for president, he would win? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know what? You can't, you can't say nothing's impossible, I guess. You have, to, you have to acknowledge the possibility, I suppose. But, like, uh, I don't want another celebrity president. I think uh, Alec Baldwin should have to run as his Donald Trump character from SNL. Oh, I was going to go that route. I was going to say if he was going to run, he had to be Adam Maitland from Beetlejuice, just very soft-spoken and in very smart oh, man, slacks. Can he do that? Yeah. You know, I, I might, you know, that might convince me. <laughs> if, if he was just owned a hardware store and wore very nice khakis and a and a plaid shirt. See, the funny part is I would actually be hoping more for like especially if he won. Uh, instead of the actual like presidential oath that he just did the scene from Glengarry Glen Ross. Oh, that's true. I'll be always be closing scene. Yeah, one of the best scenes. You have in the have brass balls to yeah. run this country. 
Um, speaking of, thank you everyone for joining us for the IndieCast Presents Hardballs, the political podcast within a podcast. <laughs> That's right. Um, Why is that not on a shirt, by the way? <laughs> it very well could be. And Big Barn, um, also on top of it. So anyway, so David... Thank you for ringing in episode 200 with us. Well, we got to do one thing for David real quickly here. Because one, one Mr. Brian Cage oh, of course, give us permission to uh, call the following segment, Get Your Shit In. We want to give David the chance to let everybody know where he can find him on social media, uh, where they can get his t-shirts. All where they can stuff. send their conspiracy theories yes. about why Bernie is a lizard person. Jesse Ventura will be messaging him tomorrow. Yes. So how do people get a hold of you? <laughs> they can get a hold of me. Big bug. Yeah, yeah, no, we're fine. <laughs> okay, cool. Theproductds.com, which has direct link to my merchandise store, bottomlinemerch.com slash davidstar, prosts.com slash davidstar. You can follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at theproductds. You can also uh, check out me on Tumblr, which I don't really use that much, but I kind of just check it out for all the gifts that are really cool on there. Uh, <laughs> that's the product David Star. Uh, Facebook, just search David Starr. And if you want to book me, the product David Starr at gmail.com. Sick. Book him, book him, and you know, get he's surprisingly affordable. Right, yeah. He'll, yeah. he'll make money for your show. Right. So, well, David, as always, a, a pleasure to have you on as, a, as always as our fifth, our fifth host. Officially. And on the 200th episode of the IndieCast, right. we We're couldn't have done it without you. So. Um, thank yeah, you for right. letting... That's great that, that the number that it, it was. I didn't realize it was an awesome. I did Actually, it, I don't think I even realized it until a couple weeks it ago. It was cosmic. It was It was in the plans. We had, you know, we've ripped you off thousands of times in terms right. of asking questions and regaling you making my butthole pucker on air <laughs> um, by asking what a spot is and talking about the, de- the mustard devil. So many memories. Uh, David, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, putting us over huge and causing us to shit our pants with legal litigation. Yeah, uh, you Woo! have you have that title uh, more than any other guest that we've ever had. I, I just hit, I just just hits across the board. That's right. <laughs> Nothing but home runs and the smiling hit, faces. The hits keep on coming. So, so uh, thank you, David, for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the 200th episode of the IndieCast uh, for the missing ladies. I am Zach Romero. And I'm Chad Allen. And as always, everybody, we say... Deuces! Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndieCast. Uh, well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode. But if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty ass Meryl Street. We are we're touching wieners. Touching wieners professionally. What I am 
is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. So he's that Camaro. I bet you didn't know this. It's supposed to be a wrestling. Podcast. Oh, is it? Oh, me oh my. 